Hi, how are you?、Uh, welcome to the Along Came English podcast. You're listening to Alina. So, for this episode, I thought I would talk about eyes and eyesight. I actually wear spectacles or glasses, as I normally call it, and have been since I was a kid. I've tried wearing contact lenses at one point, but I guess I never got into the routine. And now glasses are kind of a permanent feature of my face, to the point where I feel a bit weird when I don't have them on.、Um, so I, I got a new pair recently, about a month ago, and I guess it makes sense to talk about eyesight and, and glasses. A lot of people wear them, and it's not really a topic in English textbooks. So, so yeah. So this episode is going to be heavy on vocabulary, partly because I want to cover the basics. And also because I'm not sure how many stories I actually have about eyes,、uh, but I'll, I'll try to insert some stories、um, as I usually do. So hopefully、uh, you pick up some new vocabulary and phrases from today. I'll be posting the vocabulary list on the website, so don't forget to check that out. I usually post them together, so you can even check it now if you're not doing something else like driving.、Uh, but yeah, please, please don't check out the website while you're driving. You can do that afterwards. Okay, let's start with some vocabulary.、Uh, some of these terms might get quite technical, so I'll try to keep it as simple as what you would expect of any native speaker、uh, who has studied some biology.、Um, yeah, so eyes are really organs of the visual system. They're a part of the visual system because they receive light, and then the brain processes it,、uh, interprets it. Eye is singular. So someone might want to refer to the left or right eye, for example. Eyes, as a word, is plural, and most people and animals have a pair of eyes. Eyeball or eyeballs refers to the round balls,、uh -huh, for lack of a better description, that sit in the sockets of your skull. So usually they're used interchangeably with eyes, but saying eye or eyes are more common. Eyelids. Are、uh, folds of skin that cover the eyes, so you have the upper and lower eyelids. Eyelash or eyelashes are the hairs on the edge of your eyelids, and eyebrows are the hairs growing above your eyes. So, if you're curious about the relevant vocabulary for eye makeup,、uh, here are some general ones. So, the upper eyelid is where you usually apply eyeshadow. Eyelashes are curled with an eyelash curler, and then mascara applied to make it look thick and hold its curl. An eyeliner is used to draw a line around the eyes, so usually where your eyelashes grow from. And then eyebrows are usually drawn with an eyebrow pencil, but you can also use eyebrow powder. And there are other things like concealer to cover any dark circles under the eyes or blemishes around around the eye. An eye primer is used to extend the wear of the eyeshadow and other makeup applied to the eyes. There are actually words that describe the shape of your eyes. So most people would just、uh, describe eyes as either big or small, and then refer to their eye color or something. Now I won't go into the details of the different eye shapes, but people who use makeup would usually apply it according to their eye shape. Culturally,、uh, in the Chinese ethnic community, there is a lot of awareness of eyes, eye shape, how big it is,、uh, whether you have double eyelids or monolids, which are terms for different types of eyelids. 
Uh, so monolid uh, just means that the eyelids have no crease, uh, which is more common in certain Asian groups of Chinese or Korean descent. Double eyelids uh, refers to each eyelid with a crease, which are more common for those of Caucasian descent. Uh, sometimes people have one of each, uh, which can make their eyes asymmetrical because one looks bigger than the other to varying degrees. Now having big eyes with double eyelids is a pretty significant beauty standard in my ethnic community. And this might sound a bit strange if you've never heard of it before, but it is a pretty big deal. And I have heard of some people who refuse to date another person who doesn't have double eyelids because it is undesirable, uh, considered unattractive. And you can get surgery to get double eyelids. And if I'm not mistaken, this procedure is probably one of the most popular, if not the most popular cosmetic procedure in Asia. Now, personally, I have small eyes with monolids, which is not a, not a big problem. My parents or relatives did not give me much grief about it, thankfully, when I was growing up. And I think also this beauty standard is not particularly upheld or enforced, uh, maybe in my part of the world, as much as some other countries or communities. But that is not to say I haven't considered surgery. Uh, I use makeup and a lot of makeup tutorials are not catered for my eye shape. And although I'm pretty comfortable with them in the moment, I, I have a particular way of doing my makeup, I still have the impression that eye makeup still looks better on eyes with double eyelids and there is a certain look that I like but cannot achieve with what I have. I say all this uh, but this isn't a problem that keeps me up at night and I don't feel that strongly about it but yeah I, I have the truth is I have thought about it. Now surgery aside uh, there are a few points I want to make for you to be aware of so there are English terms that are used to describe the kind of eyes that I have that might be considered offensive and, you know, con conjures up negative em emotions. And in general, it's best to avoid telling someone else that they have small eyes. And I say this because saying this to a person of Chinese descent uh, who has small eyes is like calling a person who is actually fat, fat. So, yeah. So, yes, it might be a correct adjective. Uh, it may be to an extent an accurate description but the term is associated with a lot of negative emotions uh, as a beauty standard. Now I, I can refer to myself as having small eyes or I can say that I'm fat in a self-deprecating way not that I think I am but it's not really your right to join me on it and that's part of the politeness of speaking English. Yeah. Now there are other terms that are negative um, uh, like slanted eyes and uh, referring to um, small eyes as slits. There are mixed opinions over how offensive they really are and it probably has to do a lot more to do with the individual upbringing as such but they do have racist stereotyping undertones so best to avoid them. Alright, moving along. Pupils are the center of your eyes that are black, which are what controls the amount of light that enters the eye. So constriction of the pupils means limiting the amount of light that gets in when it's bright. Dilation means allowing more light in, particularly when it's dark. 
So you might see in medical shows where a doctor shines a light into a person's eye and that's to check if there's any nerve damage from trauma or injury or if an unconscious patient is brain dead. Iris or irises are what gives you eye colour. The cornea is the transparent front part of the eye that covers the iris and pupil. Eye colour, even though we say eye colour, we're not really referring to the eyeball as a particular colour. It actually refers to the pigmentation or the colour of the iris in the eye. And usually people will say, I have brown eyes, not I have brown irises. Now, there are a variety of different eye colours. Uh, as someone who is of Chinese descent, I have dark brown eyes. People who are of Caucasian descent might have a variety of eye colours. So we have blue, green, grey. Hazel uh, is kind of multicoloured. It can shift from blue to brown to green. And with these eye colours, you get a variety of shades and and lighting and makeup can affect this as well. Apparently, uh, there's this famous Hollywood star, Elizabeth Taylor, who had violet eyes. But it's also possible that makeup and lighting uh, brought out this color more often. And you can also meet people where each eye has a different eye color. Um, I knew someone in primary school who had one green and one blue when I first met him. And as he was... As he got older, uh, one eye gradually changed from, I think it was green to blue. So it was weird at one point because half of his iris was green and the other half was blue. So apparently eye colour can naturally change during childhood and with age. Uh, other colours, uh, other eye colours, um, amber is actually a solid colour. Apparently it has an orange or gold tint. I'm not sure if you get the same variety of shades as the previous eye colours. Um, personally, I don't know if I've met anyone with amber eyes. And finally, there's also red. Um, and this is more to do with uh, the amount of light that gets into your eyes. Um, so red coloured eyes can sometimes happen in photographs, uh, but it's more obvious with people with albinism. Now, as a side note, uh, albinism is a condition where a person can produce Sorry, when a, where a person cannot produce melanin, which is what gives you skin color and eye color. And people with this condition have very pale skin, they have white hair, uh, they have very light colored eyes. And having this condition also means being at risk of sunburn and skin cancer uh, and also problems with eyesight. Um, and they're often, uh, people with this condition are often referred to as albino. Now, interestingly, uh, you can see this in animals as well. And if, if I remember correctly, I've seen an albino tiger or alligator online somewhere. Now, you can actually change your eye color with uh, colored contact lenses. Usually, we say contacts for short. And these are thin plastic lenses that you can place on the surface of your eye to change uh, the eye color. Uh, I remember I went to a makeup store in Bangkok several years ago and they had shelves of coloured contact lenses with a variety of colours and, and even fun ones with pictures. And there are also contacts that you can get that enlarges your irises so that it gives you a more doll-eyed look. Uh, there are even tutorials on YouTube on how to transform into a doll with makeup, wigs, 
contact lenses. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I have watched a fair amount of YouTube videos about plastic surgery. Yeah, it's like a strange kind of open confession. Anyway, there's this controversial cosmetic iris implant surgery where you can permanently change the color of your eyes. And there are pretty serious risks involved, uh, which can lead to blindness. And there have been a few stories about people who have suffered complications afterwards, but apparently it is becoming popular. And a lot of people are going to countries where they offer the surgery to get them done. Now back to eyes. Um, each eye has a lens as well, just behind the iris and pupil. There is a transparent, flexible tissue that changes shape uh, to focus light and images onto your retina. And the retina is a layer of tissue that lines the back of the inside of the eye. It receives light and it sends visual information to the brain through the optic nerve. And the optic nerve is the nerve that transmits visual information from your eye to your brain. All right, well, let's move on to eyesight. And our eyesight refers to one's ability to see. And people would refer to eyesight as good or bad to indicate if they can see clearly or not. And sometimes people would say their eyes are good or bad, but they're actually really referring to their eyesight. Synonyms for eyesight are sight and vision. Sight, in addition to the ability to see, also has a few other meanings. Uh, it can refer to the action or fact of seeing someone or something. So for example, I can't stand the sight of blood. It can refer to the area within which a person can see or something can be seen. So quite often you might hear this in a computer game, like uh, the target is in sight. It can also refer to places of interest for tourists. So the term sightseeing comes to mind. Uh, for example, I would like to see some of the local sites. And as you can tell, you know, the, the context of the sentences help to indicate which meaning the speaker is referring to. So usually saying eyesight is more specific and clearer to the listener. Vision also has a few other meanings. It can refer to thinking about or planning the future with wisdom and imagination. So usually you would hear uh, influential people talking about the vision for their company or society. Uh, you can think of Apple's Steve Jobs, for example. Uh, vision can also refer to a dream, uh, kind of a hallucination, uh, even a spiritual or supernatural experience. Uh, for example, he came to me in a dream. Again, context is important. Um, talking about eyesight, uh, you can have perfect eyesight, which is commonly known as 2020 vision. And this is actually an American term to mean that you can see the same amount of detail at 20 feet as the average person who doesn't need corrective lenses. In Australia, we use meters, uh, so it's 6-6 six, six instead. But 2020 vision is a well-known colloquial term. And we can talk about vision problems. Our common ones are long-sightedness, uh, which means a person has trouble seeing objects close up but can see things clearly further away. Short-sightedness is a condition to mean a person has trouble seeing objects at a distance, but can see things clearly up close. And this is something that I have. I'm short-sighted. 
And my eyesight is bad enough that I can't drive without prescription glasses. Uh, also, my left eye is worse than my right eye. I have prescription glasses that were prescribed by an optometrist. Uh, so let's start with some of the uh, professions related to eyes. An optometrist is someone who measures eyesight. Uh, they prescribe corrective lenses like glasses and contact lenses if your eyesight is bad. And they also detect eye disease. They usually work in a retail shop that specializes in selling eyewear. And they work quite closely with another related profession, which is the optician. An optician is also known as a dispensing optician. So if you go to an eyewear uh, retail store or, or an optometrist shop, usually the optician is the first person you will encounter and the last person you talk to if you bought something. So generally what they do is to help you with getting your glasses or contact lenses and they also help conduct part of the eye test. Now usually I get my eyes checked every two years and there are a few things I have to do. Uh, I don't know all the specific tests, but I just know they're a part of the eye test. Um, so I get my eyes checked on a machine with the op optician, which I'm not exactly sure what it checks, but at one point it blows a puff of air into each eye, which is really uncomfortable. And after that, I go into the optometrist's room and he or she will do some tests like measure my ability to identify letters, numbers, or symbols on an eye chart, uh, usually one eye at a time. And they also check the inside of my eyes uh, by shining a light into my eyes. And at one point, they also take a photograph to check my optic nerve. So recently, I also had to do a, something called a visual field test, which is a test to check the scope or size of my vision. Uh, which I did with an optician. Now this checks my central and peripheral vision and peripheral vision is what you can see on the side uh, when you're looking straight ahead. And any peripheral vision loss can be a sign of uh, eye problems. And what happens during the test is that you have one eye staring straight at an orange light and then you're supposed to press a button every time you see a small light that appears in your peripheral vision. And when I did it the first time, I didn't do very well at all. Um, the machine made a lot of noise. And because I was short-sighted, I couldn't see the small light very clearly. It was blurry and I was distracted by the noise. And the whole thing was very messy and very uncomfortable. Like I think I actually started to sweat a little bit um, during this, this test. So I had to take it again for after a few weeks. And yeah, I think thankfully the second time was much better. Uh, so yeah, I, I also got a prescription for contact lenses several years ago and I had to do a test for that one too to see if I was suitable to wear them and if they were comfortable for me. So yeah, so these tests, uh, they sound pretty comprehensive. I mean, rightfully so, but they don't actually take that long, thankfully. Now the next profession uh, related to eyes is an ophthal ophthalmologist. Uh, honestly speaking, pronouncing this word is just as challenging as it sounds. Ophthalmologist. Okay. And this is a specialist in medical and surgery, sorry, uh, surgical eye disease. So you wouldn't normally find them at an eyewear shop, uh, usually at a hospital or a clinic that specializes in eye care. 
So although an optometrist checks the health of a person's eyes, uh, complicated or more serious cases will be referred to an ophthalmologist. And any eye surgeries are performed by them too. Thankfully, I haven't needed to see an ophthalmologist, but I know a few friends who have glaucoma who have had to. Glaucoma is an interesting word to pronounce. It's spelled G-L-A-U-C-O-M-A. And you can pronounce it as either glaucoma or glaucoma. So the AU vowel pair uh, produces a different sound, I think, between British and American accents. And then the GL consonant pair can also be a bit difficult for some non-native speakers. So glaucoma is a condition where the optic nerve is damaged uh, due to high eye pressure. And this can affect vision and if unchecked uh, can lead to blindness. So there's no cure at the moment, but if detected and treated early can prevent blindness. Uh, Treatments include eye drops, medication and surgery. Another common eye problem is cataract. Uh, Cataract or cataracts is the clouding of the lens in the eye, uh, leading to a decrease in vision and blindness. So when the cataract gets worse and affects a person's usual activities, uh, surgery is the usual treatment. Now there is an international charity organization called Fred Hollows Foundation that is named after a famous Australian New Zealand ophthalmologist. And a lot of what they do is to restore sight to people who have conditions that are treatable like cataracts. And they also build eye clinics and train surgeons to be able to perform eye surgeries. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, I have prescription glasses and these are also called spectacles or eye glasses. But calling them glasses is pretty common these days. And they were prescribed uh, by an optometrist for the purpose of correcting my short-sightedness. Now, glasses uh, consist of the frame, usually made of either metal or plastic, uh, and that sits on the nose and over the ears. And then you have the lenses that correct any eyesight problems you might have. And usually when you're shopping for a new pair of glasses, there are displays where you can try the frames in front of the mirror. And when you choose a frame, you bring it to the optician and then she will arrange to get the uh, lenses done for you. Now, I don't really change glasses that regularly. I guess for most people, they might get a new one when their eyes, um, to get their eyes checked, uh, which is about every two years. Uh, But the old pair I had, I probably had it for about three to four years. Um, I remember when I started wearing glasses, the small square frames used to be considered kind of cool. And as I got older, it seems that glasses um, that are bigger and rounder are becoming more fashionable so I I don't keep my old glasses but I definitely haven't and I definitely haven't collected them over the years but I'm sure the frames got bigger and bigger as I got older and this new one is my biggest frame yet and as I mentioned earlier I got prescription for contacts uh, but I don't wear it much at all now I might wear it for parties and weddings but even then that's quite rare Nowadays, uh, these days, I'd rather be comfortable with glasses than bother with contacts. So when I was younger, I did use it quite regularly at one point, but it it kind of fizzled out eventually or gradually ended. And it works out to be more expensive than wearing glasses. So I guess my frugal nature got the better of me as well. 
So I had this unfortunate incident, um, and this happened many years ago. Uh, I was cooking one time, and I chopped some fresh chilies for dinner. And afterwards, um, when I tried to remove one of my contacts, my eyes started burning um, because I had chopped the chilies with my bare hands. Yeah. So yeah, I was in agony for several minutes. Mm. Now, another method of vision correction is laser eye surgery. Uh, this is also performed by an ophthalmologist. And apparently they use a laser to reshape the cornea. And this is a long-lasting alternative to wearing glasses or contacts. And it's an option for people who have really bad eyesight. But of course, you know, with any kind of surgery, there are risks involved. So now I'm going to share some common phrases and expressions related to eyes. And there are many, I mean, many phrases related to eyes. So I won't be able to cover all of them here. Uh, these are just some selected ones. So bird's eye view uh, just means a general view from above. A private eye is a slang term for a private detective or investigator. And you might have heard of this in detective films. To keep an eye on someone or something just means to watch someone or something. So this might be a bag or a child if you're going to the toilet or pay the bill. Uh, can you keep an eye on my bag, for, some, for example? To look up literally means to look up. Uh, but as a phrasal verb, it has a few different meanings. So it usually means to find information, usually in a book or a computer. So, for example, I looked up what autonomy meant in the dictionary. Uh, it can also mean to say that a situation is improving or developing. For example, things are finally looking up for him. A very similar phrase, uh, to look up to someone, means to have a, a lot of respect or admiration for someone. He really looked up to his father, for example. And the opposite of that, uh, to look down on someone, uh, notice the different preposition, uh, means to think you're better or more important than someone. So for example, she looked down on most of her colleagues. Uh, to lose your sight means to gradually go blind, but to lose sight of is a phrase that has two meanings. So to forget the main point or important fact, uh, or to lose focus of a goal. So, for example, he lost sight of his original goals. Uh, to no longer be able to see someone or something. Uh, so maybe a person saw a familiar person on the street, but he lost sight of her when he turned around the corner. Uh, there's an expression, shut eye, which is an informal word to mean sleep. Uh, sometimes you might hear people say, I'm going to get some shut eye. Bullseye is a pretty well-known term to refer to the center of a target. So you can think of darts or archery, maybe shooting. And the phrase to hit or to score a bullseye is usually informal to, ref to refer to achieving a target. So I don't use this myself. Uh, personally, I don't hear this being used a lot nowadays. Um, I think it's a little bit old, but it's still pretty well-known. Uh, a few other common phrases that I think are a bit dated <laughs> or, or old-fashioned. Um, well, I, I think so. 
apple of someone's eye uh, refers to someone that is, or something actually, that is highly cherished above all others. So for example, she's the apple of her father's eye. Uh, but look, you know, I haven't had this uh, being used for a while. <laughs> um, the eyes are the windows of the soul. Uh, just really means to say that, you know, the eyes tell you a person's inner world. Uh, what their feelings and thoughts are. Again, very common expression, but I also personally think this is a bit cheesy. And it just sounds like a line from a romantic comedy. So yeah. Uh, bedroom eyes <laughs> means a suggestive, seductive look or a facial expression. There's a song called Bedroom Eyes by an Australian singer called Kate Cerebrano. Uh, but this was from 1989. So yeah, please, please don't use this phrase. Um, well, I think that's all for now. I hope you found this interesting. Uh, I'll be posting the vocabulary list on my website, as well as links to any references I make on this episode. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Facebook as well. And check out my YouTube channel for bite-sized English tips. All right. Well, thank you so much again. Have a good day. And I'll catch you later. Bye.